0: Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and thank you for joining us at Faith and Family. Uh, Today we have a rather important broadcast. I'm entitling this episode Communism, Fatima and the United States. And towards the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you some shocking news that you may have never heard. But first, we have a lot of ground to cover about communism before we can get to that. And by the way, this show should be of particular interest to those who agree with Pope Benedict that the message of Fatima is not expired. It's not just about the past, but it's also about the present and the future. I want to clarify when I'm talking about communism that in today's broadcast, I'm not referencing Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There's a whole lot to say about the Ukraine war, and it's an extremely serious situation that could easily result in a war covering a lot more territory than what it does right now, but that's not what we're talking about today, and there's a lot of... um, plotting going on amongst uh, various nations some believe that this is a instigated war by several nations that want to cover for a currency default in other words the modern world us included has spent Everything it has, and then it's run up its national credit cards beyond everything we have. And now we look at defaulting on currency, reevaluating currency, and it always has to have a good something to blame it on. And a war would be a good one for that. But, anyhow, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about communism, and I'm going to share with you some um, personal. Uh, information, because some of the things that happened to me, I hope you do with your children. But let me start by saying uh, I hate communism, point blank. I hate it. Now, I have no animosity towards the millions of people who have suffered under communist tyranny. I, I just hate communism, and I hate what the message of Fatima called the errors of Russia. And again, it's not the Russian people or any particular Russian leader today, but it's communism itself. Now, my hatred of communism, I regard as a gift that I received from my mother. She was uh, well-read about the spread of communism worldwide, including, and this this is where we're going today, including in the United States, and including in churches within the United States, and schools and universities in the United States. And you're gonna hear in a minute that according to some of the finest popes who were writing about the time that Marx was trying to dump his dark theories on the world, who warned as popes that there's not but a shade of difference between socialism and communism. And thankfully, my mother warned me about how these notions were going to be creeping into my high school classrooms, were gonna be creeping into my university classrooms. And I'm very thankful for her warnings of that. My mom, by the way, was a part of a very small group of people who realized this in Sarasota, Florida. So they contacted, a man living in California to come and speak on the dangers that our country was facing. Uh, By the way, his name was Ronald Reagan and that was before Ronald Reagan ran for any political office. Now my mother's brother, just to see a little bit where I'm coming from on this, my mother's brother, my uncle, was one of the country's earliest talk show hosts. And this was before Rush and Hannity and Tucker and all these guys. Uh, he had a talk show that was focusing on anti-communism. My uncle suffered from a childhood diabetes, and my grandparents thought that his physical condition made him so weak he couldn't stand the stress of business. So they helped him get into this new little side activity, kind of out of a glorified hobby called radio, and uh, with A master's degree in international relations, he began his anti-communist talk show on his CBS radio affiliate. And this was one of the earliest in the nations, and I don't know if you're aware, a lot of people don't realize this, but he had to cease his radio show due to Roosevelt's so-called fairness doctrine which means that if my uncle was having an anti-communist radio show, say, for an hour, he would have to give an hour of free time to the socialists and communists to rebut what he said. Now, he would probably die before he let that happen, so he had to quit his show. And by the way, the Fairness Doctrine has been resurrected on a couple last administrations, and there's even some in the Catholic Church supporting it, so... Don't go for that. So in any case, by the way, my uncle was very successful and he took some of the earnings that he received from his non-stressful non-business and he established a school of business at a Catholic university in Wisconsin. It's just, God smiles a little bit on when people tell us we can't do certain things. But here's my point. I come from a family that knew the dangers of communism. I, I didn't realize that this was a gift But if you're a parent listening to this broadcast, I hope you will do the same. Because by the time we get to the end of the broadcast today, you're going to see that you have a job to do that probably you're not going to find a whole lot of people to delegate this thing to. Now, my hatred of communism even grew a little bit after we moved to Florida. Now, I like Florida, but... Life was so peaceful in Pennsylvania where we moved from, but it was just a couple of years after we moved to Florida that they were putting army tanks and stringing barbed wire along the Florida Keys because they thought we were going to get into a nuclear war with Russia. This was rather exciting. And sometimes I get up early in the morning because I'd like to go out and look over the Gulf of Mexico. The jets would take off from Dill Air Force Base at 6 a.m. And about 6.15, I could see them streaking south towards Cuba. This was life in Florida. So you would think um, (laughs) this will get you a little excited. And here's something interesting. Because we're, we're about to get in a world nuclear war 90 miles off the coast of Florida, the state of Florida required that in order to graduate from high school, you had to complete a full semester of anti-communist training. How about that? And I have to admit that I was a goof-off student during my high school years. I really was, I was a terrible student, but that anti-communist course caught my attention, and it was one of my favorites. Fast forward a little bit, Karen and I were newly married, and we seriously considered becoming missionaries to the people living in communist East Germany and behind the Iron Curtain. I knew a pastor in East Berlin that we stayed with, and through him, he set up a meeting for us with a leader of the underground church in East Berlin. And so we went through Checkpoint Charlie. If you're younger, you probably have no idea what Checkpoint Charlie is. But if you watch any kind of movies during made during the Cold War and spy movies and all that, Checkpoint Charlie, is it, that's the dividing ground between East and West Berlin. That's the place where people used to try to sneak to West Berlin and be shot in the process and everything. So in any case, we go through Checkpoint Charlie, walk a few blocks and met in a coffee shop. Uh, I was wearing a small green backpack to ID me, and we sat down and met with a leader of the underground church. And we told him we were willing to come, uh, learn the language, and uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people in East Germany behind the Iron Curtain. It was <laughs> quite a, a let down what he said. He said, he said, actually, we're doing fine. He said, due to the communists, we have nothing, but we do have Jesus Christ, which means we have everything and nothing's in the way. And he said to me, if you would like to be a missionary, go on the other side of that wall and that city filled with BMWs and Mercedes and all kinds of prosperity, he said, those people need Jesus. And so I thought to myself, well, it's the same thing in the United States. So we came back here. So let's bring it up to today. This is kind of a part, a personal thing, but I'm, I'm telling you, you need to have a certain goal and passion and plan, or else your children could be pulled away from the Catholic faith, and you're going to see how this happens. First of all, let's talk about socialism. You know, one of the things that really struck me as a convert to Catholicism 30 years ago is that I had a very, very difficult time when I hear people uh, in the contemporary Catholic Church in this country, at least some that have Microphones uh, available to them, I couldn't detect the difference between the editorial pages of New York Times, which were tend to be socialism, and what they were saying. And today we've kind of forgotten about it. And as a result, uh, I have one survey here of two thousand one hundred young people, the millennials, sixteen years old and up, found that seventy percent of millennials were somewhat or extremely likely to vote for a socialist. In other words, this is the significant majority of the upcoming voters are willing to vote for a socialist. Now, during the Cold War, when the communists in Russia were putting to death Christians, destroying churches, killing seminarians, uh just brutalizing people to no end, that was the USSR. Do you remember that? And you know what that stands for? The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. The communist dictatorship, tyranny, persecutor of Christians of all types in Russia was the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. The communists called themselves socialists. Pope Pius IX, in his 1849 encyclical, called both socialism and communism wicked theories, perverted teachings, and pernicious fictions. Now, mom and dad, this is why I'm singling you out. I don't think a lot of young people are hearing this anywhere. I'm talking about in even Catholic and Protestant colleges and universities and schools listen, a wicked confederacy. I'm talking about socialism and communism. And Pope Leo XIII, in an 1879 encyclical on socialism, said, communism and socialism form a wicked confederacy planning to overthrow all of civil society. They're going to for the jugular. They want to overturn everything, and they think once they destroy everything, communism will arise. And listen to what else Pope Leo XIII said. Because if you're aware of anything, and I know you listeners are aware, uh, there's been a cultural war in the United States, and we lost. They went after the sanctity of life and the sanctity of marriage, and here's what Pope Leo XIII warned back in 1879. He should have been heard a little clearer through the 20th century. He said, they, the communists and socialists, debased the natural union of man and woman, held sacred even among barbarous people. And so, again, kind of going back to Fatima, the heirs of Russia, The heirs of Russia are socialism and communism, overturning society, and they're going to go for the natural union of man and woman in marriage. And uh, the fact that same-sex so-called marriage is legal in the United States of America, I'll just wait till the end to tell you what that's a sign of, okay? But this is a pest. Pope Leo XIII said, and it's a plague. And he's talking about socialism and communism. Now, I need to move forward in time a bit, just before World War II, when the errors of Russia, in other words, communist theory, basically went on steroids. And it happened in Frankfurt, Germany, and a group of Marxists, dedicated Marxists, got together and figured out that Marx's diabolical theory was wrong in a sense that it depended on the poor workers of the world uh, uniting together and, and having a worldwide revolution, overthrowing the capitalist, and from that mess would arise communism. And they figured that nah, that's that's really not going to work that's especially not going to work in places like the united states because uh you know if people are willing to work and take halfway responsibility for their life they're better off than most of the people in the entire history of humanity so we're not gonna get that kind of overthrow like we might have gotten in Russia before. So they came up with a new theory, and this is the called the Frankfurt School or cultural Marxism, it goes by other names as well. And these German Marxists felt that really what was needed is to bring in communism, and again, this is what Fatima warned about, the heirs of Russia, communism, socialism, through culture, not economics, and this would be the key. Now, Hitler was coming to power. Um, Some or all of these leaders were Jewish, and they very wisely got out of town, or I heard that Hitler kicked them out of town. They were warmly welcomed and financed to come to the United States of America, particularly setting up shop at Columbia University in New York City. And they had a plan, and this plan included taking down the United States of America through education. Do you wear where their nest was in Columbia, produced the – Columbia teachers became the principals and education leaders and trendsetters for the uh, teachers unions throughout the United States. These were people spreading the errors of Russia, wanting to overturn society, want to spread the errors of Russia and communism and take down the United States and use education. Remember, this is culture, not economics. Uh, the media and using the media particularly to erode morals. Does this sound familiar? And of course, attack the churches and the seminaries. And there were two special targets that the cultural Marxists had in order to take down the United States. And those two things are the Catholic Church. They recognize as their chief enemy amongst all the churches, but they recognize they wanted to invade all the Protestant denominations and the Catholic Church. And then second was the family. Those two things they had to attack and subvert in order to win their game. And then just uh, I'm going to reference a book where you can find this information in case you've never heard of it. But Bella Dodd was a very dedicated, committed communist leader, and she recruited by herself 1,000 communists to go into Catholic seminaries. And I'm not sure when this was, probably in the 1930s and 1940s, and many of these communist seminarians were homosexuals because they in placing them in Catholic seminaries they didn't want them to convert so they what's the hardest sin to get somebody out of what's the most darkened mind it's the those engaging in homosexual acts like this and they sent them into Catholic seminaries and the homes see they're 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 wanting to go at the home and I visited Russia uh, helping uh, Get going some family ministry in, in the western part of Russia. And our host invited us to his home one evening. But it's very interesting. And this was the standard, um, you know, kind of high rise, very drab, no paint uh, kind of building left behind by the Soviets. And in these little apartments for a family, it'd be exceedingly difficult to have a, a full quiver of kids. But there is no kitchen. There was no family um, table or dining room or anything like that. And um, this couple, you know, had gotten a refrigerator and just plugged it into the wall. But in order to cook, you come in the front door and one side, you would put your shoes because most people at that uh, level of earning couldn't afford a vacuum cleaner. So they took their shoes off when they came in the front door. And then on the other side from the shoes was a hot plate on the floor. And the reason being, they didn't want the big family meal. It's like the Sunday dinner if you watch Blue Bloods on TV. No, uh uh-uh. They wanted the big meal to be with the collective. And that's either, you know, the collective uh, workers' place, the factory, or the collective at the universities or in the schools, but your your primary allegiance was to the collective and the state. It wasn't to the family. That's communism, and that's what they wanted to bring here, but not with persecution, and uh, firing squads and famine and all that, but through perverting culture. Okay, now when you weaken the family, you strengthen the state. And that's why Sister Lucia wrote to Cardinal Kafari, and he was setting up the um, Pontifical Council for the Family and Institute for Family Studies under John Paul II, which, by the way, has been obliterated in the last few years. It no longer exists as it was. But she wrote him and told him that the final attack of Satan will be upon marriage and the family. And she went on to say, and those who work to defend marriage and family are going to experience trouble in so many words, okay? But this is where the fight is. And we're just going on and watching our country go down the tubes, and we wonder, well, why is this happening? You know, it's just absolute... I mean, the things that people and leaders... Uh, And proposed laws are are being declared. If this was back before the turn of the millennium, you would have been sent to a psychiatrist for, for counseling or medication because something would be wrong with your head. What has happened? This was planned. It's been on purpose that this happened. Now, here we go and you may not have heard this, this is another aspect of Fatima, but Sister Lucia of Fatima, the one who did a lot of the writing and talking about this, a Catholic professor by the name of William Walsh, a good man, interviewed her in 1946, okay? Now, 1946 was back, it was even before Leave it to Beaver and all that type of thing. You think, well, everything's fine in the United States, right? He asked Sister Lucia, in 1946, at what stage the Fatima prophecies were at that time? And she answered that we are in the stage of Russia. Remember, the Soviet Union hadn't fallen yet. We're at the stage where communism is spreading her errors throughout the world, throughout the world. Now, Professor Walsh knew the realities of communism and it was it was it was like a demonic fire encompassing the world I mean millions of people were embracing this theory of Marx and I don't have time today but you want to know Marx was into some very very dark deeply dark relationships with the powers of darkness, and yet our world was embracing it. So Professor Walsh asked a follow-up question. Did she think that the whole world would be overrun by communism? And Sister Lucy said flatly, yes. And Professor Walsh was taken back, so he asked her the same question again, but this time he asked her specifically, If she meant to include the United States of America, she said again simply, yes. Now, did the communists come over here in battleships and with swords and guns and and cannons and bombs and try to destroy our churches and those who stand up for American patriotism and way of life and the natural family. No, it was cultural Marxism that has taken over the United States of America. Our schools, our universities, our media, even our so-called Christian media and many Protestant leaders are not going to warn you of what is happening before your face. They say, oh, you're crazy. You're talking about communists? They're all, That was all a Cold War. No. After the Cold War, it just got warmed up in a big way. And Sister Lucia said it would spread through the world and it would take over the United States of America. So parents, it is your job to equip your children against the heirs of Russia, like my mom did with me. And if you don't do it for your children, I don't think it's going to be done because those who control the media, even the so called conservative media and all that type of thing, you're not going to hear about this. And the heirs of Russia have their roots in this cultural Marxism that is taking over our land. Uh, there's a book that we are offering our supporters this month entitled. The Devil and Karl Marx by Paul Kengor, and it's all you need to know about Marxism, socialism, communism, and Marxist cultural communism in one volume. Just send us an email at mail at if you'd like to get a letter describing that resource. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 410 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to learn more about Catholic family life.